Hello and welcome to another Cavell Cloud Conversations podcast. We are your analysts at Cavell, Finbar Begley and Patrick Watson, bringing you our latest take on all things happening in the cloud comms and comms and cloud worlds in general. How are you doing, Patrick? Very well, thank you, Finbar. Hello and, and hello to the listeners as well. Yeah, so we're recording this podcast, we'll say on time this week, it's going to go out in good humour, and that is because we, as globetrotting analysts that we are, are boarding a plane on Saturday slash Sunday to go to New York City, Bright Lights, Big City, uh, for our upcoming Cavell Summit North America, so this podcast has to be recorded and out the door in good time. Are you? How do you feel about New York, Patrick? Have you ever been? Are you excited? Uh, I, I, I've no, I've never actually been to the city. Obviously, I've flown through a few times, but I've never had the pleasure of exploring New York. So I'm very, I, I was quite concerned that you were going to break out into song then uh, for a minute. New York, <laughs> New the... York. <laughs> <laughs> See, you prompted yeah, it now, so it's not as natural. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Um, so no, I'm very excited, and I think obviously. New York, one of the world's great cities. I'm obviously no expert in that, but the event itself, uh, the Cavell Summit North America, is, is always a really good event. We had a great event last year in Chicago, uh, and obviously I've been attending for a few years. Even before I worked at Cavell, I attended the events. It's always been great, and I think this year we have a particularly uh, good lineup in terms of uh, the companies that are attending the, the big US telcos, and some of the content on show should be great. So, yes, very much looking forward to it. Yeah, so a bit of flavour for our events. So we do these big events in the UK and the US where we basically get together as many service providers and, and vendors from the cloud comms industry as we can uh, to sort of talk about the latest hot topics of the day. And, you know, we usually get a couple hundred people coming along, maybe even, you know, many hundreds of people, even if we were to stretch that far. But like like high-level people from across the industry. Um, who are coming to both listen to the topics and also network and enjoy each other's company and catch up. And a lot of people use it as their touch base with a lot of people in the industry who they don't get to see all that often. So it's kind of like that style of, of event where there's talking and networking and all those kind of things. And, you know, some of the companies sponsoring this year, Microsoft and Recentral, you know, Broadsource, Avalara, 2600 Hertz. You know, we have a really great range of sponsors uh, of all sort of shapes and sizes and a really sort of great range of speakers as well including both of us which is as always a delight i mean if you listen to this podcast then assumedly you would enjoy meeting slash seeing both of us in person so if you are a listener who will be attending the event do come and say hello um or if you are a listener that wants to know more about the event you can also get in touch and that would be great so what sort of things are on our agenda in terms of future of, of comms at this event, Patrick? What sort of things are we going to be talking about? Well, so uh, I wanna, I, I've got a few few panels. So obviously I won't, you know, pick my own panels as the, the top picks, although I do have some interesting ones, which I'll, I'll come on to. I think particular highlights of the event have always, as you've said, that we've got a really good range of sponsors and we've got really good buy-in. Um, from the US communication providers, you know, we'll have AT&T, Verizon, TELUS from Canada um, in terms of representing those those large uh, national telcos. I think if I, if I was going to pick out some some particular highlights, 
uh, and and not to plug our own too much. And I, I don't know if I'd want him hearing this, but but Matt's Matt Townend, our executive director's opening keynote is is always good because Matt is uh, not afraid to uh, share his opinions on, on what's going on in the communication industry. And his keynote. Uh, first thing in the morning will be exploring future revenue drivers and, and revenue is a question uh, and, and margin that we get all the time from service providers and telcos those yeah. traditional those traditional streams in terms of minutes uh, numbering are, have been squeezed for a long time uh, and we see the industry as a whole in terms of service providers and, and telcos try and augment those declining revenue streams with other products so whether that's contact center whether that's networking whether that's mobility products whatever that mm. is um, and i think matt's keynote will be will be interesting in terms of what he sees uh, as the as the key opportunities for for future revenue driving for the for the communications industry so so that's always a particular highlight the other one from a personal perspective i'd like to pick out uh, in the afternoon uh, our colleague uh, katie demastiak will be uh, hosting a panel on uh, the the us channel now i must confess uh, having been UK based for my entire life, although I spent quite a bit of time in the States, the US comms channel in terms of go to market is not my area of expertise. And I know Katie's had to do a lot of background research and getting up to speed with that. So she's got a really good panel uh, with Bridgepoint Technologies, uh, New Soul Beyond there and BCM1 exploring the sort of nuances of the, the US channel. Um, so I, I am quite looking forward to, to seeing that just so I can understand a little bit more from from my own educational perspective in terms of uh, what the what the US channel and, and go to market routes look like. Yeah, I mean, Katie is is quite an interesting speaker here at Cavell. I mean, she's on a few panels during the day. And I, I personally think that one of the ones that a lot of people are quite excited for is her and our other, um, we'll say, younger team member, uh, Caitlin, um, who have a generational communications focused panel at uh, 11 o'clock on the day. And I feel like we had a version of this panel in the UK, but they've kind of like refined it a little bit since then. And they're very much focusing on the idea of how does like communication differ across generational divides, which I think is an interesting topic for especially larger companies and larger US companies who are both trying to recruit and keep engaged a younger workforce at, while also managing the needs um, and sort of requirements of their existing staff. And, you know, you have this incredible divide between tech literacy, you know, comfortable, you know, just like what's your instincts? Do you call someone? Do you get them on collaboration? Do you message someone? And these things sound simple when you, you say it like that, you know, do I turn to Teams or do I pick up the phone and call someone? But you know, what we're beginning to understand more and more in terms of workflow and patterns and disruption is, you know, the effect of having to call your boss, right, as the only way that your boss will talk to you when you're a junior team member who doesn't want to bother your boss, right? Does that lead to things not being missed? Or, you know, and, and, the, and things like phone call anxiety and, and combined with this idea that, you know, for those younger people, text-based communication is so natural that there's a lot less stress associated with it. But... On the flip side of that, the older colleagues who feel like, is this person isn't even bothering to call me, that they must not need an answer straight away, or it must not be urgent, or they might not see the team's notification because, you know, of various reasons, like they don't have the notifications switched on. And there was a whole range of other things, you know, the impact of people always need to be on phone calls if you've got 
hearing problems or things like that you know if you're starting to get into the older category so there's a whole range of communicational challenges across generations that they're going to tackle on that panel which i think is quite an interesting area to dive into yeah, absolutely. I think the and and that comes from research that obviously you were a massive part of that we commissioned uh, an enterprise well a consumer focused study of of organ of professionals within businesses and how they prefer to communicate and then we looked at that across generational divides. So I think yeah. you're right that that is a very interesting piece of research and and a lot came out of that and I think it also sort of. Uh, set our potential research agenda going forward in terms of the amount of information that we can get from end users about their use of technology and how interesting that is and how that is going to have to shape the provision of services from from service providers and communications vendors and, and telcos in the future. Yeah, and that's kind of an interesting segue sort of tidbit so we, we recently closed our enterprise research survey for the year where we talked to telecoms buyers and one of the things that changed and one of the things that is quite interesting i don't know we were talking about it earlier when we were going through the research is that when we said who gets consulted on telecoms buying decisions at your organization and we were saying that if you go back 10 years when we first started working at the company the technical team would review the best solution decide on it make a decision roll it out to everyone with an instruction manual and say here this is what you get this is how it works and now yeah. we're starting to see okay the c-level team's getting involved you kind of expect that you know um the ceo is getting involved you kind of expect that a little bit team leads are getting involved what works best for your department right and then you have about a fifth of companies jumping in and saying no we just ask everyone like not even small companies like 500 employee companies saying we send out an email we do a, like we just ask everyone what do people want to use and we're getting into this point and I think it ties very well into the generational thing of communication being such an integral part of our life. Like you're not just having some workers who pick up a phone phone every now and then because they work in sales. Everyone is on Teams. Everyone is using Teams for everything or, you know, Zoom or any of these other collaboration platforms. What we use becomes so integral to the flow of our day-to-day -day work life that actually the number of people who get consulted on these project becomes so huge and that's one of the things that we've kind of learned from our research is one of the directions that we're taking with a lot of our research now the generational research we're planning some end user research at the start of the next year and our enterprise research which will be available to purchase soon um, is to look at these very nuanced areas of purchasing and understanding sort of the requirements of telecoms to really try and figure out not just you know where we are but kind of like a, a trend so the trend with telecoms buying is that more and more people or organizations are being consulted because yeah. communications becomes so much more important to everyone and giving your employees a platform they don't really want to use just doesn't work i mean they just don't they're just not going to use it right and we can't you can't have that kind of level of adoption with a communications platform yeah yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think that is something that we've thought sort of anecdotally for a while that effectively it was all generally all technology decisions are probably becoming the, the decision making process is becoming much more holistic across a business. As I said, I mean, when we started in tech, it would have been exclusively a, a tech led decision based on capability in house, who, what capability have they got to manage which platform? What do your team members know? And now I think you're right that in terms of if you want to look at efficiency and productivity, you really need to ensure that 
UX user experience is going to be good. And how are you going to get that? Well, probably asking your users what type of solution they would like at the beginning of any uh, process is going to be key. So, so yeah, I think that sort of anecdotal suspicion that we had that it was becoming a more holistic decision, that's, that's backed up by data in terms of what organisations are telling about who the key stakeholders are for any sort of primary decision. Yeah. And those kind of insights sort of tie directly into the event because it's the sort of thing that we're trying to get out of our panelists as well because we have our data-driven view and we have our research-driven view but also these panels give us a chance to convey to the audience and also learn ourselves what the on-the-ground feedback is on these platforms you know where are people actually selling the technology how it's actually being used so my panel for example I'm, I'm just doing one um, is on revolutionizing customer experience you know I'm sitting down with linked live I'm sitting down with Inteliper I'm sitting down with 8x8 and Intermedia and we're talking about how the customer you know experience is actually changing we're talking a bit about how AI is coming into the CX space to change how customers are interacting and I know from speaking to those companies before that they actually have some really interesting active use cases right now where their technology is already being deployed to make very big changes to customers actual and end user experience um, and of course the way that companies actually use that technology for their own employee experience as well and i think those kind of learnings are really what we're trying to get out of this event and our, our research in general but i think if you come to this event we'd like you to take away you know one or two points of like i didn't realize it was going to go that way or that tells me something i should be doing differently um yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think we, during the event, obviously, we share like, a, a lot of our research and uh, try and get across what we think is the market picture based on quantitative data and qualitative study as well. But I think the, the real benefit to attendees is, as you said, we bring together the most interesting class leading companies from a vendor perspective, from a service provider and telco perspective, and they talk about their own experience of providing that to hundreds of thousands of customers. And, and I think that's the really invaluable thing. You know, as analysts, we are never going to be able to, to get that across because obviously we're not a communication service provider. We're not designing the technology. Mm -hmm. But you're going to be able to hear from the people that are, the people that are designing this technology and the people that are tailoring it and delivering it to end users. So you're right. I think that's, that's an absolutely yeah. huge part of the value from the event. Yeah, exactly. And it's not pie in the sky, oh, AI can do this, AI can do that. It's, no, we deployed this at a company with a thousand customers, and this is what it did for them, and this were the problems, and this is where it succeeded, right? And that sort of yeah. stuff, I mean, it, you can, I was going to say you can't buy access to it, but you can buy access to it because you can come to our events. But my point is you can't, it's not like you can just get that easily from reading a, an article on a website or anything like that. You know, you really have to be in the room with these people and, you know, hear it in that sort of come, you know, that sort of open doors setting where they feel comfortable talking about these things because they're not going to publish all this online all the time and they're not going to, you know, give that level of detail in that kind of non-event setting. So, you know, you really have to get down there. Completely agree. All right. Well, we've talked about the research. We've talked about the event. We are going to leave you there for now. As, as you might imagine, we have a lot of event preparation to get done. So a nice short episode this week. 
but if you are in New York, if you are attending our event, please do come and say hello. Patrick and I will both be there. Uh, do mention that you came because you heard the podcast and you heard me say these words. That will be immense feedback for us, um, as it's always good to meet uh, members of the audience. And if you think you know you'd like to come on the podcast or there's some sort of feedback you've got on the podcast, just you know let us know. Positive comments only, uh, constructive criticism only. We don't want to be like, oh, you guys, that podcast is terrible. Why? Why do you bother? Nah, we don't want that. But uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully we will see some of you at the event. Yeah, and, and, we, and we should say as well, so obviously the event, as you mentioned, Finbar, is in uh, New York, Central New York, Madison Avenue, uh, which is uh, next, uh, it's the 26th, so that is uh, a tu- next Tuesday, yeah. uh, as we were. Um, so if you're in the New York area, um, after listening to this podcast and you're still interested, go on the Cavell Live uh, website and, and have a look at that. All right, well, it's going to be a great event. As always, thank you, Patrick, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Thanks, Ben Bar, and goodbye.